Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. item in a three-foot radius had been cleared the first time Micah had sat in the front window in the hallway of the house, the one that had the best view over the front garden to the main gate. It had, originally, been decorated with vases and cushions, but Micah's tail had been swishing behind him so excitedly it had quickly become a serious issue. Not that Micah minded or even really seemed to notice, because his mama was on the way and she would be here soon and He wanted to meet her at the gate. The most difficult decision had been whether to sit here, where he could see much further but would take him longer to get to her, or downstairs where he couldn't see as far but could be out of the door in seconds. Micah had never been the most patient person, not even close, but this was the worst he had felt in a long time. He knew his ears were twitching impatiently, his tail beating a constant rhythm behind him, and he knew that it would be a nuisance to anyone who had the misfortune of being around him. Kaelin popped up to talk to him occasionally, sliding in next to him on the window bench and leaning a comforting arm around him. He never complained about Micah's waiting, which was something that Micah would be eternally grateful for. It was something that came from nearly three decades of knowing each other, he supposed. Lynn never came up, though, and... Micah had been a little hurt by it until Kaelin had explained why. He's too busy having a panic attack and making far too much food for just the four of us, Kaelin had sighed earlier in the morning. He might come up if he calms down in a bit. Micah sighed right back, trying not to roll his eyes too obviously. You've told him he doesn't need to freak out this much, right? Of course I have. But he said he'll make sure he's around when she gets here so you can introduce him. Kaelin soothed, resting his head against Micah's shoulder as he kept looking out across the garden. I figure it's just best for him to get all the nerves out and then he'll calm down when he meets her and realises how lovely she is. Micah had smiled, ears twitching even faster as he leant his head carefully on top of Kaelin's, taking care not to bump him with his horns. You gonna introduce him to your parents sometime? He asked, finding Kaylin's hand easily with his and interlacing their fingers. Maybe, Kaylin had responded, squeezing his hand back tightly. But not for a while. I think his poor heart might explode if I did it too close to him meeting your mum. Micah had laughed, loud and genuine. He did feel a little bad, seeing how anxious Lynn was getting. But then again, his mama was a big part of his life. If Lynn wanted to stay with him, then he would just have to accept that. Maybe give him a couple of years for his heart to return to normal, Micah teased, tail slowly moving to wrap around Kaylin's leg. See how your mom goes first, Kaylin smiled back, but Micah had known the truth. 
Introducing Lynn to Kaylin's parents was a huge step, and one he suspected that Kaylin didn't want to take just yet. Then he would have to admit just how much he cared for the elf that they lived with. Micah was on his own when he finally spotted her. She was hard to miss, even if there had been more people heading to Lynn's house, but he saw the glint of sunlight off an axe he knew was taller than himself. He didn't take any longer to look at her just yet, turning away from his window and sprinting down the stairs two at a time. "'She's here!' he yelled as he went, excitement filling his voice as he took the last ten steps in one leap. He didn't stop as he ran out of the front door either, leaving it wide open as if it would take too much time to close it behind him. His mother hadn't noticed him as he sprinted towards her, and he took a moment to remember everything he had missed— She was still wearing her old fur coat, patched up so many times over the years that he wasn't too sure if it had any of the original material left. Her hair was pulled back into a messy ponytail, already coming loose as she walked along and Micah knew it hadn't been brushed since she left Kaylin's parents. She never saw the point, apparently, when it would just get all knotty again. It still looked like she could take on any enemy barehanded and win, despite the wrinkles that had started to form on her face and grey hairs streaked through the brown. A theory he fully intended to test as he kept running towards her, checking that she spotted him coming and jumping into her arms. She caught him easily, spinning him around to lose some of the excess momentum he had built up, as he hugged her back almost as tightly as she did him. Mama! You took longer than I thought you would. He grinned, leaning forward to kiss her on the cheek as she put him down on the floor, still not letting him go. There was a storm in the mountains, she explained, pressing a kiss to his cheek as she held him close, face pressing against her shoulder. I had to hunker down a bit longer. I'm sorry, baby boy. Micah laughed, tail wrapping tightly around her leg as he tried to hold her closer. It's okay. I would rather you got here safely anyway. He smiled, already starting to purr louder. It had only been a month or so, but he had missed her fiercely. This is where you're living now, she asked, looking up at the mansion. Micah looked up at her face, watching her pale a little. He understood, somewhat. Their house was barely big enough for the two of them, and could certainly fit into the foyer of the house in front of them. It's okay, Mama. Lynn is lovely, honestly. I know it's kind of a big house, kind of a big house. Micah, this is insane. This is the biggest house I've ever seen, she interrupted, but after a moment she sighed heavily. You're happy, yes? Here? With him? Micah nodded, looking up at her seriously. He had discovered, when he was about six or so, that... His mother would believe any of his lies, which was part of the reason he would never lie to her. He's lovely, Mama, he urged, telling nothing but the truth. Kaylin likes him, and you know what Kaylin's taste is like, he started before sighing when Carsey pulled a face. Kaylin's taste in partners, not one night stands. He's sweet. He cooks us breakfast in bed and takes us to these orphan death pits and buys us presents out of the blue. You're going to really love him, Mama. Remember what you told me about never judging a book by its cover? Don't you use my own wisdom against me, Carsey giggled, doffing Micah about the head gently. But okay, I'll trust you. 
If you like him, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt for now. Micah leant down to pull his tail off from around her leg, letting them start moving further into the gardens. Do you want me to take your bags? He asked out of sheer politeness, already knowing what the answer would be. I might be getting old, but I'm not that old just yet. She laughed brightly, and Micah laughed back. All these years, and his favourite thing to do was manage to make his mother laugh. I know, but it's polite. You know, you raised me to be a gentleman. Micah responded, sticking his tongue out at her. Oh, and I know I mentioned it in the letter about Lynn getting me an audition with one of his friends for a big midsummer ball, but I went to the audition and they said they wanted to see me perform. Just one audition, one song, and they said they definitely wanted me. He grinned, a skip in his step as they made their long way up the drive. So I get to go and perform in this big house in Winterdrift, and it's two days before midsummer, so I can still come and spend the actual holiday with you. He enthused, and Cassie listened dutifully. That's so good, baby boy. She grinned down at him, reaching over to fuss his hair between his horns. He didn't mind it, definitely not as much as he did with Kaylin. You'll be able to tell me all about it when you come and visit for midsummer. Oh yeah, I won't be able to shut up about this for weeks, he responded, ears twitching and tail drawing an arc in the sand behind him. There's going to be a load of really important people there, apparently, so if I impress them, then I will get a load more jobs afterwards. He moved back into the house, looking up to see Kaylin and Lynn standing towards the side of the foyer. Lynn was painfully awkward, shifting his weight on his feet and his ears pinned back in what Michael really wanted to call pure terror. It looked like he was staring down a dragon, not just Micah's mother. He was dressed to the nines, as always, more like he was going to a fancy party rather than just meeting Carsey, and his hair was braided in intricate plaits that wrapped around his head. Mum, you know Kaylin, and this is... Lynn? Carsey asked, and it didn't sound right. That wasn't how you said the name of someone that you had just met. Micah turned to look at her, and she had gone pale, staring at Lynn like he was a ghost. It almost mirrored the look that Lynn was giving her, and the moment stretched to what felt like years. Carsey, Lynn replied, and he sounded resigned. It's... It's really good to see you again. Carsey dropped her bag and was across the room in a second. Micah's panic spiked. He had only rarely seen Carsey move that fast, and it had never been good. But this time, she wrapped her arms around Lynn and poured him into a hug. Lynn actually squeaked, standing stock still for a second before his arms came up and he hugged her back. I thought I recognised the name, but I couldn't think of why. But your face... I could never forget a face, she said, burying her face into Lynn's neck with a sob in her voice. How long has it been? Thirty-eight years, Lynn laughed, but it was definitely choked through tears. And three months, he added, as if that would help at all. Cassie pulled away, grabbing Lynn's face and holding it close to hers while she looked into his eyes. You haven't changed at all. It's like... She started making Lynn laugh quietly. And yeah, now Micah could see that his eyes were filled with tears. It's the elvish blood, he responded with a laugh, letting Cassie move him as she wanted to. 
Not that he ever really had a chance of resisting. You've got that right. Cassie laughed back before her face turned serious and she sighed deeply. I am so, so sorry for your loss. I can't even begin to think of what you must have gone through, she finally said, and Lynn looked down at the floor for a moment before looking back up to her with wide eyes. That's not... It's me that, that should be sorry for you. You were much closer to him than I ever was. I'm sorry you lost him. I'm sorry... I'm sorry I couldn't find you. I, I never knew your name, otherwise I would have... Shh. It's okay. Cassie soothed, running her hand gently over Lynn's hair, suddenly filling the role of a mother that Micah was so used to. I know you would have. It's okay. i found you now. Micah looked over at Kaelin only to find him looking straight back, the same confused expression that must have been plastered across his own face. Hey, Mama? Micah asked quietly, even though there was a large part of him that didn't want to interrupt the two of them in what was so obviously a personal moment. She didn't fully turn to look at him, but there was the tiniest turn of her head that told him that he was okay to keep speaking. What's going on? Cassie sighed, looking at Lynn as if she was asking him if he wanted to take the question. Whatever she was looking for obviously didn't come because she sighed and turned around to Micah. I've already met him. Back in the war, gods, nearly 40 years ago. She smiled, taking a deep breath. This is Hiroki's little brother. There's a human woman going into the mansion, Jun said, not taking his eyes off the walkway as he did. Looks to be friendly with that tiefling you shagged. He was stood in the tallest tower of the NK temple, balanced on a box in order to see out of one of the windows. There's a clear view to the Chasso mansion here and all of the entrances and exits. It had been a very deliberate design decision by the architect. As in, friendly friendly or friendly friendly? Sunita asked, barely looking up from her cards. She had been at this for a week, and anyone else would have given up now. But this was something more important than she could put into words. Like, a mother, friendly, Jun responded, rolling his eyes as he finally turned around as they went inside and jumped off the box to land quietly on the floor. Couldn't see close enough to figure out a family resemblance, but I reckon I could pick her out if we see her around town. Ere nodded, hugging her legs as she sat up against the door. They shouldn't, technically, be up here, but her alarm spell would let them know if someone was on the way, and then she could easily hide them or get out of there. It's possible that she might be another avenue in, then. Any luck, Suni? The Janati shook her head, finally sighing and sitting back on the cushion she had demanded after she realised she was going to be up here for long stretches of time, sat in the same place. Nothing. He hasn't popped up anywhere. I... I think he got him. She finally sighed, tears already starting to fill her eyes now she was admitting it out loud. 
They sat in silence for a while, Chun sitting heavenly between them and crossing his legs. The four of them had been friends ever since Aerie had gotten into the city, over a decade. It was strange to think he was gone. Maybe... Maybe we need to go to the Drax, Aerie finally said, and Yun shook his head violently. It's too dangerous. We don't have anything to offer them. They don't work for just coin, and I doubt they have any interest in anything we have, he elaborated, staring down Aire with a seriousness that she couldn't ignore. We could find something, she urged, leaning forward in place. You know that he would have done it for us. He walked into hell for us, and this is how we repay him. June just sat silently, crossing his arms and looking away from her with a huff. I could start looking into what they might accept, Sunita suggested, gesturing to the cards in front of her. We don't have to go to them, but if we have something they might want, then we shouldn't close it off that quickly. June waited for a second before shrugging and nodding back to her. Only if you agree that if we have nothing to offer, we don't go in empty-handed. Understood? Eri nodded, her face firm and serious like it had been so often this past year. Whatever it takes to avenge her. Whatever it takes to avenge Gar. Whatever it takes to take him down.